be this morning? So God, stay hydrated. 2020, a new year, a new decade. Now, this is always a fun time of year for me because it seems everyone around me is making some great resolutions and seeking to better themselves in the year ahead while I just kind of sit back and watch. And I just try to recover from the holidays. Anyone else there where you're just still like, what happened? That's where I am. But it's an exciting time of year because you kind of look at Facebook and Instagram and you see everyone kind of reflecting on the year behind, looking at the year ahead, and wanting to make some changes. But we kind of know how this goes. People recognize something in their lives they want to change, and so they start to make it happen. But here's the sad truth. New Year's resolutions are rarely successful. It's fun to share this every year. That research shows 92% of resolutions fail. Welcome to Hope Church, where we are here to inspire you and encourage you into the future. (laughs) 8% success rate on New Year's resolutions. Why is that? I mean, just think about your own life, the times you've made a resolution, right? We usually take on too big of a task or a task that's not sustainable or our desire is there, but we don't have the skill set required or an understanding of how to reach our desired results. Maybe we're trying to remove something from our lives without replacing it with something healthy or whatever it is. But we all know, despite our best intentions, year after year, we can struggle to make lasting change. We get comfortable. And making changes is essentially uncomfortable. But the idea of change, of growth, of adjustments, it's just so good. We just struggle to implement it. And guess what? The same is true for our spiritual walk as well, isn't it? See, we give our lives to Christ sometime in our life, and when that happens, we're on fire for him. We do everything we can to follow him, and we make all these changes in our lives, and we experience quick and meaningful growth. We're devouring the Bible. We're praying regularly. We're talking to people about Jesus, going to all the church things. And then what happens? A lot of times... In the life of a Christian, things start to slow down. We start to get comfortable. We don't do as much as we did, or our lives just kind of get busy, and we feel like things are good enough. We like what we got, and that's about it. And yet, when we look back on those seasons in our lives, when we are on fire for God, and we look at where we are now, Sometimes it feels like it's just a little smolder compared to that big flame. And we think, that was nice. I want that again. And we desire more. Because the life of a Christian, it's one of continual transformation. And yes, there are different seasons within that when there's more growth and shorter, slower growth. But no matter our age or our life experience, a disciple never stops learning, growing, or changing. So for this month of this new year, of this new decade, we here at Hope Church, we are going to the gym. 
8%? I don't think so. Not here. See, you didn't know it, but when you walked in the doors today, you entered the gym, God's gym. I mean, look at that bulletin cover. You see that? What's going on there? A little bit of that right there. Yeah? <laughs> um, if you have an issue with that bulletin cover, it's 100% my fault. Okay, that was all me, and I'm not going to apologize for it. I love the cover. You see, we are here at God's gym in this season. We're here to increase our spiritual fitness, regardless of where we're at on our own journey with God. We are going to be trained up for a race. Because the Bible tells us, it often describes the life of a Christian, the life of faith, as a race. And this is in quite a few different places, but we're going to look at one passage, a little passage in Hebrews that kind of tells us about this. We're going to read Hebrews 12, 1 through 3 together. So words are going to be up on the screen. Let's look at God's word. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. This race, this race that we are all running, it's the life of a disciple of Jesus Christ. We give our lives to Christ, and when we do that, we cross that starting line. It's not the finish line, it's the starting line. And the beauty is, we are not alone in this race. We are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. That is all of us running together. Anyone who's ever ran before uh, knows it's way better to run with others than to run alone. You have someone there to spur you on to encourage you, to help you keep pace, to motivate you when you don't think you can go any further. This passage says to throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. So you, you, you don't go out for a run dressed like this. If you do, you're going to get weird looks, and you'll probably get the cops called on you because they think you're running from something that you shouldn't be, right? You cast off all things that entangle you or hinders you when you run, including sin. Sin ruins everything. Everything that hinders, all distractions, that means all the bad, all the laziness, all the excuses, but also the good things that distract us from the right things. Our passage then says to run with perseverance, the race marked out for us stay the course, to run with purpose, to stay on target even when it's hard, even when you think you can't go on. How do we do that? Well, the text says by fixing our eyes on Jesus, not looking to the right or the left, running to our prize, our purpose, our goal, our Savior. 
and we can run with perseverance because Jesus ran before us. He cleared the way. He persevered. He endured all difficulty. He fought through all distractions. He endured incredible pain, humiliation, shame, and death. Finished the race, for he knew the joy that was to come. And he ran that race for you to make the path clear for you. So as we run this race, we run also for the joy set before us. We can have endurance. We can have hope. We can persevere knowing what Christ has done, that Christ is cheering us on, and we run not on our own strength, but on God's. This passage reminds us that because of Jesus, by considering him and all he's done for us, we can find our strength to not grow weary, and we can keep heart in this race. But there's a tension, isn't there? The tension is, we know it's not always that easy. Because of sin, we get distracted. We can be like a, a toddler. Crosby's one years old. He walks around. You like snap over here. Now he walks over here and he hears a noise over here. He starts going over there. Whatever stimulus there is draws his attention. Or like a dog, you know, squirrel, that thing. <laughs> so what do we do to move forward and stay the course when we get distracted? There's this super important element to running, to any type of fitness or exercise that we haven't discussed yet. If this were a real gym and I was your trainer, I would get in serious trouble if we didn't do this. And that is stretching. See, again, that cover, right? Stretching. Our series this month, it's all about being stretched. Stretching is highly important. It's not just for marathoners. It's for everybody of all ages. Physically, stretching keeps our muscles flexible, strong, healthy, allows us to mo maintain a natural range of motion. It keeps our muscles uh, elasticity, meaning it can endure more. Without stretching our muscles, they shorten. They become tight. And when you try to use that muscle to do what it's supposed to do, it's weak, and it can't be used to its full potential. When you don't stretch, it puts you at risk for pain, strains, and damage. Now, I know I'm here. I look like a relatively fit and healthy individual. I assure you I am not, <laughs> at least in terms of exercise and diet. <laughs> I feel I have to confess I had McDonald's again yesterday. Every time I have it now, I think of this place. Oh, man, it was really good. The reality is I, I'm probably one of the least flexible people you've ever met. I'm pretty sure my muscles have been tense for 20 out of my 31 years. I recently discovered my old live journal. Like if you're in your 30s, you might know what that is. It was when I was in middle school and I was complaining about my sore muscles. Now here's the deal. My, tight, my sore muscles, how tight my muscles are, it causes me quite a few issues. Uh, even sitting on my couch, 
After a while, it causes me pain. What's that about? I'm supposed to be relaxing, and it hurts. It causes me issues relationally because I complain about it, and people don't want to hear about it. People close to me don't want to hear about it. Now, after all these years, right? See, I know what I need to do to make it better. I need to stretch regularly, daily, and yet I don't always do it. Why? I don't like it, <laughs> okay? Who likes stretching? Turns out there are people who like stretching. They're the ones who have done it enough times that they get used to it. They realize the benefit of it. They, they, once it becomes a part of your routine, they realize you can't really function at 100% without it. And I'm not there yet. So for me, stretching, it's uncomfortable, it's painful, it's kind of unfamiliar, and I just don't like it. It also reveals what you can't do. Like, I cannot touch my toes. I haven't been able to touch my toes since early elementary school. Here we go. Okay, okay, that's pretty close. That's not bad, all right? But it brings about shame, embarrassment, because you realize I can't do that. Even if I try, I could try hard, and it's not going to work without me hurting myself. And we know the same is true in our spiritual race, isn't it? See, if we're to live this life of continual transformation into the likeness of God, being stretched more into his likeness, into his image, through sanctification, through following him and his call in us, it requires us to become comfortable with the uncomfortable. You know that expression of, oh, I'm being stretched right now. Situations in life that cause you to take a few steps outside of your comfort zone. Through being stretched, we come to experience growth. Through it, we get stronger. We are healthier. We have a greater reach, meaning that God calls us to more, to reach higher and further. It increases our elasticity as well, which means it increases our capacity. So we have a bigger tank and we can endure more. It makes us stronger, healthier disciples. Biblically, who has been spiritually stretched? Just pick a person. Abraham, Moses, Joshua, Isaac, Esther, Mary, Peter, Paul. My favorite, Jonah. <laughs> because of his nonstop whining, I can relate to him. He complains throughout his stretching experience. He even fights against it significantly, and yet God doesn't give up on him. And let's not forget the disciples either. Jesus trained up his disciples. What did he do? He taught them. He trained them. He discipled them. He developed them. He stretched and strengthened them. He called them into something they didn't think they could do because Jesus saw something in them that they couldn't see for themselves. You know the story in the Gospels when Jesus sends out the disciples. A few accounts where he sends out the 12 and also the 72, and he describes it as sending the sheep out amongst wolves. He sent them to heal and to cast out demons. Talk about outside your comfort zone. They've seen Jesus do this. They have not yet done this fully on their own. But what happens when you step outside your comfort zone but growth? 
they come back. The disciples come back. I love this story. They send out. Jesus prepares them with a lot of good teaching and says, don't take anything with you, all of that. They come back and they say, Jesus, guess what? The demons listen to us. Because Jesus saw in them that on his authority, they would be able to do what he had called them to do. And they stepped outside their comfort zone and they grew. See, the life of a Christian, it's this race, it's this exercise, it is a choice to be stretched more into the person God created us to be through growth and discipline and faith. Now, I could continue to wait around and be okay with my inflexibility and my tight muscles. But if I'm honest, we know that is no way to live. My muscles will continue to be tight. I will continue to complain. It will hurt. It will get worse. So what am I going to do? I'm going to keep working on it. Small daily steps in hope of achieving my goal. My goal right now, physically, to touch my toes. Haven't been able to do it since elementary school. Part of me believes there's no way I'll ever be able to touch my toes. I am going to be working consistently and diligently to hopefully one day be able to touch my toes. Trusting the process, trusting through the discomfort something will come from it. I'm going to change also my mindset about stretching. It's not something to dread. I've been thinking it's something to dread, but what is it? It's a pathway to more. It's an opportunity, not an obstacle. When we are stretched beyond what we thought possible, what happens? We're strengthened. For any of you who are weightlifters, you know the process. You have to push your muscles enough so you get those micro little tears in your muscle that they can be filled again with new muscle. And you can't overdo it because then you'll hurt yourself. But at the right amount, you find that right level and then you rest, you're built up and you can lift more than you could before. So instead of dreading the stretch in this life, we ought to embrace this stretch. And beyond that, don't just wait around to be stretched. We ought to stretch in preparation for what God is calling us to. It's a self-initiated stretching, putting in reps in preparation for what's coming. Because sometimes we know we are placed in situations where we are stretched like it or not. It's God-initiated stretching. And the more we self-stretch, the better equipped we are when God stretches us. Because God gives us everyday opportunities to train us up as disciples and to serve him. Choose growth. That's my prayer for us. To choose to grow knowing that along with it comes growing pains. It's hard at first. I just did uh, put on a little video, and me and my two sons stretched last night. And while it was really cute watching them stretch, uh, it was hard. And I felt silly. And yet I felt pretty good afterwards. It's hard at first, but it gets easier. It gets rich. Because getting comfortable with a life of stretching is what it's all about. Non-physically, uh, the past three years, God has called me into significant seasons of being stretched. 
I was called here part-time youth pastor. Shortly after, stepped up into full-time associate pastor to whatever my role is now. God has been stretching me throughout this time. Through it, I am getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, of doing things I haven't done before. This may be surprising for a lot of you. Back in high school, I had a speech class where you had to give speeches. I hated public speaking. I was terrified. I stuttered over my words, and I forgot my speech in the middle of it. It was terrifying. And yet, here I am preaching regularly now. God has been stretching me. There have been times I haven't wanted to stretch, but I've stepped forward in faith anyway, and God has shown up every time. For any of you runners out there, you know how it is to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I mean, you runners are crazy, okay? Let me just say that. I love you, but you're crazy. Because you're out there, yeah, 35 miles, no big deal. What? I get, like, bored driving 35 miles. <laughs> you're running that? Come on. But what I've learned from runners is I've heard from several of them that say, you know, at first I didn't, I just started to run for like health and all that. I didn't really enjoy it. It was really hard. But you keep stretching yourself and training and you go from kind of not liking it to tolerating it to enjoying it to you being deeply passionate about it to, to being stretched, to pushing your limits, to seeing growth. It becomes a passion. And that's the same journey for each of us here today. We have a beautiful example of it this morning, too, with our new consistory, stepping forward, trusting God in the process, knowing they will be stretched in their new roles, but stepping forward in faith anyway, anticipating the growth and blessing that will come. So 2020, new year, new decade, what type of stretching are you going to do as you strive forward to walk in faith? In what ways might God want to stretch you? We're going to talk about this the next couple of weeks, but to help start, jumpstart your mind, God may want you to do something. God might want you to stop doing something. He may want you to give something to say something, or to stop saying something. He might want you to sell something. He may want you for someone else or a ministry in need to buy something. He might want you to start something, to end something, to love someone. Each of these is a stretch. And the chances are great that God wants to stretch us today. So when it comes to our spiritual fitness, let's not hate stretching. Let's not avoid stretching for the sake of comfort. Let's anticipate and embrace the stretch. Don't fear the stretch. Don't ignore the stretch, thinking you've stretched enough. No. Live this life for your eyes on the prize. In a race, you don't stop. You keep on moving. You keep on Moving, you keep moving with your eyes on the prize. With the promise that at the end of a race well run, God will say, well done, good and faithful servant. May God stretch each of us today more into his likeness as we seek to get spiritually fit. Amen.
Will you pray with me? God, we do thank you that you continue to call us forward into things that stretch us, that you call us when we feel we're not worthy or we feel we're not gifted enough or strong enough or determined enough. And yet, as your good word shows us time and time and time again, it's not on our strength that we do any of these things, but fully on your strength. So Lord, as we consider what it means to be stretched, as we even are bold enough to pray the audacious prayer for you to stretch us, God, we do so knowing that through the stretch, we are not alone. Not only do we have a great cloud of witnesses running alongside of us, but we have you, the Lord God of the universe, right there with us as well, guiding us, encouraging us, inspiring us, convicting us by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, whatever it is you have for us in terms of how you want to stretch us, we pray, Lord, that you make that clear to us. We pray, Lord, that you speak to us. We pray, Lord, that you give us the courage to follow despite the pain it may bring. All the way to the point, God, that we get comfortable being stretched by you. We love you, God. We thank you that you are a God who continues to love and serve and care for your creation. It's in Jesus' powerful name that we pray. And all God's people say, amen.